Yo, 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 it's your boy Crazy Ape the Great, Cleveland, Ohio's comic book superhero. And right now you're in the fantastic world of the Blurred View. Check us out. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Johnny D, and you are tuned into another Blur View session. And tonight I have on the show with me the, the man, the myth, the legendary Super Saiyan on the mic, my boy, yeah. Crazy Eight the Great. What is good, bro? And we up in there, man. What's going on? Bro, Thank you for having me. Hush your mouth, bro. Thank you for gracing us with your presence, bro. First, first of all, yeah. first of all, let me. Let, let me explain something to the people who are, who are listening, will be listening. My boy Crazy 8 out of Ohio. The bars is God level. The bars is God level. I feel like he can out-rap. First of all, I know you could out-rap 60% of the rappers in the mainstream right now. Done deal. Done deal. You got your Cole. You got your Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? You got the OGs that are still in the game. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I personally feel like you can compete, and we're going to play some music later on to prove that point. All right, for you know. sure. I de- but I definitely feel like you wiping most of these rappers with your ass. Like that's facts. I I guess I'm supposed to say pause, but no, nah. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, no, nah. <laughs> it's, it's facts. It's facts. <laughs> so let me just go ahead. You know, it's facts. There we go. So like twenty, you told we just we just had a discussion. You's twenty nine, bro. What got 20. you into the like? Yeah, first of all, what got you into be? What, what got you into nerd culture? We got you in nerd culture. Well, I mean, when you literally, like, you are a nerd, I guess, the culture came to me. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just um, just being a kid growing up, like, Batman's my favorite, you know what I'm saying, actual superhero, and then Spider-Man, and then we, we, we can go on and on and on after that. But um, I got into anime through Dragon Ball, um, and... I've always been, even in conversations, I reference what I like to listen to or what I like to talk to or, or talk about or just, you know, just being me on the everyday. And it's like, why not rhyme about it? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and then it's just, I don't know. I, I really couldn't even explain to you how I formulate some of these entendres and these bars and stuff like that because. I look back at my page sometimes like, damn, I wrote that? Fuck. (laughs) 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 Like, like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Like, sometimes the bars write themselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just that authentic because I really, really write about what I I love. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. I've been been doing this. I've been into everything that I've been into since I'm about one years old. Like, Born in 1989, so of course, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman came out in 1989, so the first superhero I was really introduced to was Batman. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, I guess it was just meant to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, rest is kind of history, man. So, like, hip-hop, right? So, hip-hop is is highly important to, you know, that's us, that's our culture, that's our thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of nerds. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like nerds embrace hip hop in a different kind of way. Um, would you Would you be able to agree with that? And in what way? I can, I can agree. And in what way do you feel like 
you embrace hip hop? Like, because I mean, yeah, we grew up in the '90s where you know we had the boom boxes on the street, and we had you know, what I'm saying <laughs> right. we had we had the OGs as like the come up artists back in our day. But you know, right. like you know, like how did you as a nerd? How did how did you embrace hip hop, and how did that like cultivate your nerdism? Well, the crazy part is like, all right, so when I got introduced to hip hop, it was through the Fresh Prince, like you know what I'm saying. Right. So that was already. It was already kind of what they would consider now corny. But back then, it was like, all right, it's a dude on TV that I can relate to because he's not a gangster or a thug. Like, he's just some goofy-ass dude. You know what I'm saying? Just, like, kind of kicking kicking stories about everyday life and shit. And I was like, all right, cool. So it was since I was kind of more grounded that way than being bullied in school and everything that I was going through because I was a nerd. I found Eminem's music when I was about eight years old. Right. And M actually talked about being bullied. So now I really got somebody speaking from a point of view that I can actually relate to, like not really murdering my parents and shit like that. But the anger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I can relate to the rage of it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like M was saying shit that I would think about, but couldn't say out loud. Right. Absolutely. Now I could. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and so, you know what I'm saying, so with with that, with that constant, like, fuel coming through or whatever, it was like hip-hop just became, like, breathing air at that point. Right. Because every time I throw in a song, it's because somebody's rapping about some shit that I'm actually going through in life. So it was like, it was synonymous. Was art imitating life or was life, imi- life imitating art? Like, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you never knew. Right. Shit was crazy. And so, like, what made so like when it came to the cross between hip hop and anime, right? Your two passions was it like the rest of us, Toonami, giving you that like you know what I'm saying? Because Toonami was down, you know what I'm saying? Toonami, 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 yeah, Toonami gave us, you know what I'm saying? Our probably well, actually, no, a lot of people don't know, like, but but the WB aired Dragon Ball before Toonami did. Facts, facts. And I remember catching one episode of Dragon Ball when I was way little and didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like, it was early, like, Saiyan Saga shit. Goku and Piccolo about to fight Raditz, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And then I didn't see it again until Toonami came. And by the time Toonami came, I was like, oh, this looks familiar, but I'm going to watch it anyway. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? So Toonami, yeah. Toonami was probably huge because Toonami gave us um, Sailor Moon, Ronin Warriors, uh... Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of anime to the point where like you didn't even know you was watching anime. You just thought it was dope ass cartoon. Facts, facts. Um, so and then of course you know Pokemon was a phenomenon. You really was under a rock if you didn't know what a Pokemon was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, so just like I don't know. At the time, I wasn't correlating the two though. Like, hip-hop was still, you know what I'm saying, because my older cousin introduced me to that. So, it was, you know, Jay-Z, Big. It was, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, State Property. It was, it was like, the the more mature street rap. And then I had M over here by my, like, you know what I'm saying, I was in the corner, like, championing M. Like, he was the greatest of all time, even back when I was, like, 9 and 10. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to hip-hop. And I would be getting, like, arguments and beat up because I would be (laughs) waving the flag for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, I didn't correlate the two. So it was like I was watching anime and then I'd go listen to music. 
it wasn't until like I don't know I got further in my craft and stopped rapping for other people because I used to just rap to, for other people to gain approval or acceptance or whatever and shit like that or whatever and that wasn't really working for me right so over time I'm like well I'm about to do what works for me and I'm gonna rap about superheroes I'm throw my superhero t-shirts on I'm a I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna just find my own identity within the shit that I like. And man, the rest is kind of history. So, how influenced? Because you say you you say you don't correlate the two hip. You didn't correlate to it at first, but right. I mean, clearly you ended up making that blend eventually. Um, and so, right. when did you when did you decide to take you know your culture and your your you know both cultures and merge them together? All right. So I was. Um, I was already kind of like, you know, I, I always had made references and things like that or whatever, but I started getting into this real depressive slump where I couldn't even make music to a certain degree. Like I couldn't write. I couldn't think I was going, um, I was signed to a label at a time that they was putting me through a lot of bullshit. Um, so I'm learning about industry woes early. Um, I had to be about 1920. Um, dealing with all of that. And so I was just, yeah, I was just stuck into a, a place where I was like, I don't know what to do. And then um, toward the end of my contract, I got, I don't know, I got the the instance to kind of go back to my roots. Like I used to draw cartoons before I even decided to even think about rapping. Right. Um, so I wanted to be a cartoonist. I wanted to work for Funimation because they made Dragon Ball. So I wanted to be with the guys that drew Dragon Ball. So when I got into this real depressive slump, I was like, Man, let me go back to my roots. What made me happy? What made me free? What, what kept me creative? And I was like, well, shit, I was always watching Dragon Ball. So I ended up um, <clears throat> writing a song called It's Over 9,000. And I put it out on my birthday, July 21st. And um, the song kind of just like blew up out of nowhere. And it was like, it wasn't even intended. It was just the first song that I wanted to release that was separate of the record label and all the bullshit that was going on. Right. So my first free independent release was a Dragon Ball song. Everybody was like, yo, only you could have pulled that off and this is that or whatever. And I was like, so y'all actually like when I rap about shit like this? <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, this is about to be easy because I always wanted to rap about this shit. But it was just like, it started out as just a form of expression and escape from all the, the, the mental locks and stuff that had me and under such pressure when I was just doing kind of just normal, normal ish rap. So, and so you didn't send me, you didn't send me over 9,000. You didn't send me over 9,000, but I'm, I mean, but you'll have, <laughs> you'll have especially but, after this conversation, you'll yeah. definitely but you did send me Ultra Instinct. I definitely want to loop that right now. We're going to put it in rotation. That shit is fucking fire. So yeah. let me adjust the volumes and the kickers because this shit's about to bump like a motherfucker. <laughs> but, and um, we almost have 40,000 views on the SoundCloud. You know what bro, that's, bro. And congratulations to that. Congratulations to that. 40,000 views off of a single song. And how long ago did you release Ultra Instinct? Um, It's actually a year old this week. That's it. That's it. 40,000. That's it. And in 40,000 views, you hit, like, that's that's incredible, bro. So let's rotate that right now. Make sure the volumes are not crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so hold on. This is Ultra Instinct, Goku's Anthem, produced by Tino, my boy Crazy Ape, the great. Oh, 
Feel like I've been holding back for hours, but you couldn't keep me cooped if you was kicking it with Bowser. I'm raising the intensity, potentially a thousand, and what I'm about to kick it, have you shitting in your trousers? Face it, lyrics when I pen them to the pages, embedded so deep, Mizuno can erase it. Dream by any means, if you occupy the space, picture Martin King and Malcolm in the middle of a spaceship. Wait, just in the Grand Priest, told we's like sheesh. I ain't know this little mortal was a beast. Niggas barely left a scratch with a dent, made a crease. When it comes to combat, niggas really can't compete. Cause my punches is liquor, ain't chasing no bitches. I'm drunken with power, they looking suspicious. I swear this Corona's my drink of destruction. I'm telling you, choppers, this beer is delicious. Get it? I'm just playing with the name pun, same fun that'll give me comp when it ain't none. Stop it, wanna get it poppin', nigga going aim when you up against the guardian. I hope you got a James gun. Think it's sweet and it's pissing me off. Adding fuel to the fire and you giving me more. Wanna judge me? He without sin gets to cast the first stone. Infinity war, power to the people, while glory in your hand. We're a warrior race, nigga. I am just saying, retreat and surrender, dog. Now is your chance. Cause this is a warm-up and I am done playing. <laughs> And I'm in it to win it, to limit under a minute, a hundred percent I give it until my shit is diminished. They call me Dennis the Menace, and all these niggas are witness the way I tended to business. I should have had an apprentice. I think I'm getting the hang of it, controlling, maintaining it. Really ain't no explaining it. How I managed obtaining it early. This shit was training me. Now my body's sustaining it. Bell might as complaining, cause now it ain't no containing me. Let me slow it down. Picture on the mound, make you play catch with these words that I throw around. I strike fear when I roar, and you know the sound. Everybody in this world avoid know what's going down. Talk style, but it really ain't a thing to me. More swag than a Kai and a Supreme Lady. Hoping the universe still got a ring to me. Full power, I ain't even throw a beam fully. Run over brain and a test in the testicles. I need that more so than I need a Connie. The sum of the time, intellectual textables. Better than some of these popular Oculus. Next page of the Tory, I'm a story. I'm a write it like a nigga fighting for the glory. I'm a water badge on her. You don't want to pass over. Flow evolve with the water stone. I'm a Vaporeon. Seconds remaining, the ending is nearing. I'm taking this home, I'm controlling the steering. Fans give me faith and I'm hearing, I'm cheering. Nigga, no way am I fearing, no jeering. Now here is a closing piece. Ain't nobody alive spitting close to me. Last man standing, have a toast to me. This is how the ending the super was supposed to be, nigga. Like, I'm done. Like, the bar. Like, 
Like, no shit. Like, I bullshit you not. From the moment you showed me that song, that has been my favorite song of the year, and it came out last year. Like, that shit, that shit rides like, 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 what, like, like, what did it take? Like, I need you to, I need you to go into your thought process as to what it took to create some artistic shit like that. Like, I've had cosplayers on the show, and cosplayers talk about, like, oh, to create this costume, I took this example, put my own little spin on it based (laughs) on what I liked and my style and my fashion. No, 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 no. But we ain't never had no, you, you the first D-Town, I say D-Town has been on here, but he don't count. D-Town don't count. Because D-Town do everything. You the first... Right, yeah, D-Town does everything. Yeah, you the first... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You the first artist I've had on the show. I need you to give me the thought process behind that fucking God-level shit we just heard right here, bro. Talk to me. Like, what, what was that? Man, all right. So, I kind of just have Ultra Instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Ultra Instinct is the the mastery of self-movement. So it's like you're doing things that you don't even know you're doing. It's being conscious without being conscious. So, like, when I write shit like this, I have, like, maybe a general thing, but then, like, I let each bar kind of connect themselves to the next. Um, And I also like the layer bars with like like triple, quadruple entendres and shit like that. And sometimes them bitches connect and hit unintentionally, which is why I say Ultra Instinct, because like um, you couldn't keep me cooped if you was kicking it with Bowser. Like like with Bowser also being called King Koopa, um, you couldn't keep me cooped, cooped in a house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't hold me back. You, You know what I'm saying? Like just different shit like that or um dream by any means picture martin and mountain king in the middle of a spaceship so like martin luther king had a dream malcolm x by any means um you know what i'm saying picture martin and malcolm in the middle of a spaceship dream by any means like outer space is the greatest frontier of all time so to have both you know what i'm saying to combine all that shit into like one bar <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fucking it's kind of like bro. it's the it's the challenge of it though. It's like to be able to rhyme, but to but to connect several meanings to one line is like my thrill. It's what I love to do. Um, you up against the guardian? I hope you got a James Gunn. Like you up? Like I'm stepping up to the plate. You better have a weapon or something in order to take me out. Or I'm a guardian, and James Gunn is the director. The director, director, yeah. Yes. To be able to do shit like that, slow evolve with the Waterstone. I'm a Vaporeon, like you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Um, But then it's more complex shit too, because like because I have an understanding of Dragon Ball and what Akira Toriyama did with like name puns and shit like that. So um, Beerus is named after beer. Uh, Champa is champagne. Weese is wine, um, shit like that. So um, I swear this Corona is my drink of destruction. I'm telling you, Chompers, this beer is delicious. You know what I'm saying? So this beer is delicious, but Beerus, the god of destruction, and Chompa is his brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got an understanding of the show and of the English language and of <laughs> a lot of shit, and I'm able to compute it and, and put that shit out to a point where... Niggas just can't do it like I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously, like obviously, just we gonna play like two or three more records. But 
you know, obviously you got signed from this shit. So like, what happened with that? Like, explore that. What happened with that? All right. So, um, when I was an up and comer, man, um, about 19 years old, um, on the scene, I'm out pressing up copies of my CDs. I'm at the mall passing them out. I'm at events passing them out. Um, I'm spending my whole paycheck knowing I got bills to pay, <laughs> putting this shit together, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the only thing I live for. And this lady comes along. Um, I was at a, a competition. Um, I'm pretty, are you, you familiar with Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So MGK is actually a friend of mine. Oh, um, wow. And so um, it was a performance competition that I went to. A couple of my, a lot of my homies was in it. MGK was in it back before he was signed. And um, we was just kind of chilling. But one of the judges of the show um, was a producer, but she was a female. I thought that was dope. I ain't never met a female producer at that time. Um, so I was kind of tipsy and shit. So I didn't want to like meet her under the wrong pretenses and shit. So I just like decided not to speak to her. So after that, like Twitter had just started popping. And so I found her on Twitter and was like, hey, I met you at the, the event the other night. I was drunk. I didn't want to talk to you and, and, and rub you the wrong way. So I got to networking with her and find out that she had her own label. And at the time, I was so desperate to be signed that, like, I guess I put myself in a position or I manifested my first record deal just from off sheer will and determination. Right. So I guess she took note of that. And... What I didn't know at the time was she also took note that I guess my potential to be like a cash cow and she could take advantage and a lot of other shit that was going on. And um but that all that that weird shit happened like a little bit later. But like she she you know what I'm saying? She took me in. Um she was fucking with me when really nobody on the scene would really take a chance on me all like that. Um so I had like a lot of admiration for her. But and then over time, like uh she took my performance from shitty to awesome <laughs> like i went through artist development for six months i did an artist development deal for six months and then i signed for a four-year uh, record contract right right after and things just seemed to be rolling like i was doing things um i was uh i was in a couple of newspaper articles um people out of town was uh you know saying starting to pay attention to a certain degree um i went to toronto um I went to Toronto and uh, definitely, like, I won this competition, this coast-to-coast mixtape industry mixer in Toronto. Um, won first place just off of me rapping over some dubstep shit at the time. And, um, like, it was a lot of good things. But what I didn't like was I didn't have no creative control. I didn't have a voice. I didn't really have no freedom over time. Right. Um, if, if, it, if it wasn't her idea, it was a bad idea. Um, or if you had a good idea, she somehow made it her idea. Um, so I felt kind of trapped after a while, but trapped by loyalty because she was the first person to ever give me a shot. Right. But then, um, but then shit started happening to the point where, uh, things started getting messy and a lot of stuff that like, I really won't go into just because I don't want to give her that type of pub, you know what I'm saying? That type of publicity. Um, but shit got bad to the point where I was being sued by my own label. I was getting served. I was getting served cease and desist orders. Um, she was contacting people and D-Town can, D-Town can vouch for me for this. 
Um, me and him was in the middle of working on a collab, and she would contact him like, uh, well, he got some legal troubles going on right now. You shouldn't really get involved in this and that or whatever. Me and him were just trying to do a record. Yeah. And the crazy part was I didn't have legal trouble technically. Like, this was all hypotheticals and threats that she was using to try to manipulate situations. Right. And um, so me and D-Town's uh, first collab never happened because he did. He was like, man, why you got that going on, man? I'm going to step back. And I was like, I respect it. But just know, once I get through this, we about to like put in hella work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So um, d stayed in my corner from afar until the shit was done. Um, and then like in 2014, so I, I signed in 2009. And I was released from the label in 2014, going into 15. Right. Uh, it was uh, New Year's Eve when I received my uh, "You're Free of All Obligations" and stuff like that. But she really tried to run me in the mud, man. Like she was, um, she was flagging music on my SoundCloud, um, flagging music on my YouTube, um, trying to black, trying to get me blacklisted back at home, <laughs> like, like to where venues and shows and people like that didn't want to um didn't want to work with me and stuff like that or whatever the good thing is before i met her i had really good roots in the city right and so people like well shit you ain't fucking with her you still got us and then like she started i guess she had the scene that like all right nothing she's doing is actually working so somebody got in her ear something told her like leave that boy alone let him like set him free or whatever. So she set me free when she was really trying to put me in another slave contract um, against my will, pretty much. Hmm. Um, and I'm thankful for the way shit happened because, like I said, um, I am, I wouldn't be where I am today without all of that bullshit. But that's my first introduction to God. That's the, my first introduction to um, how the industry is and how cutthroat it is and. If you don't read your paperwork, what could happen? And um, really, really discern people's true intentions early. Right. Because she seemed like my guardian angel and was really a fucking demon. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, Did anything um, good at all come from that? Like four years ago? Yeah, shit? like my, um, well, one, my, my knowledge of the, my knowledge of the industry stemmed from her. So rather it was negative or good, I took it as a positive because I'm way more wiser than I've ever been. Um, and I, I can never go through those same situations because of that. But what I would credit her for, um, what I would credit her for is really showing me what it meant to be uh, an entertainer and performer. Right. Um, and my artist development stage, she's fantastic at that. I will like, if I was to see her today, I would thank her for that today. Um, because you know, I'm way over that, over, over the bullshit. Um, even though one of the tracks I sent you <laughs> has a, has a shot <laughs> in there at her. <laughs> um, but, uh, it's her fault that that even happened anyway, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, like my artist development stage was really important, and I couldn't have I couldn't have been more aware about it, or I couldn't have got to this point without her. In that aspect, she brought out what I had in me all along, but I needed somebody to show me the ropes, and she definitely showed me the ropes, and she's fantastic at it. It's one of her best skills, 
And to this day, I thank her for that. So, you know what I'm saying? Shit was wild. <laughs> and so, like, as far as me, as far as, like, do you have a deal now? Or are you trying to do independent? Like, what do you, what do you, what are you into now? Um, actually, man, I'm into, I'm into my own ownership, man. Like, right. ever since, ever since that, like, man, I'm telling you, like, she tried to steal my logo. She tried to do a lot of shady shit while we were at odds. <laughs> and, um, it just it brought it, you know what I'm saying, it made it more prevalent to than ever to one, have your own mind about things. Don't let people control what you do. Don't re, don't relinquish control. Cause like I volunteered my control away. Right. She had me convinced that I knew nothing for myself. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that's like that's the the illest part. So like rise of right now, I'd rather own everything. And then with the way the streaming game is and the way the music industry is right now, it's way too easy to be independent. The hardest part is just building your fan base. But once you build the fan base, you're good. And if can't nobody, you know what I'm saying, take a, a dollar from you because it's something you built. I'd rather have that than somebody be like, well, we made you. Yeah. So you owe us. Absolutely. Like, fuck up. Absolutely. Ain't nobody with that. <laughs> so we gonna cut to another song. So which one you want me to play? We got random MKL, MKXL, and I'm the Great. Um. Hmm. Well, since you know, I kind of, I kind of foreshadowed it. Let's play I Am the Greatest. Great. <laughs> I Am the Greatest has a shot at my ex manager. <laughs> um. Which, like, after the song plays, I'll tell you why that shot even happened. All right, bet, bet. So, all right, here it is. I am the greatest. Off I am of, the gr- Off of your mixtapes, uh, Crazy 8 Presents. And that's the Crazy ABA Freestyle Series. And that's all freestyles, right? That's legit all oh, freestyles. Yeah. Okay, so we're oh, about yeah. to get into this. And I, this is the mixtape you let me hear. And yeah. this shit was all... And the, we, we, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it. Here it is, here it is, here it is. I hear a lot of talk. About old time great fighters, I hear people say that all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, and my critics will admit that I am the fastest heavyweight in history of boxing with feet and hands. It may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Look, crazy ain't the great, you gotta give it to them But when they call you great, you gotta live up to it I am living proof, the truth, they grinding hard to get you through it Cause giving up will get you nothing if you listen to it Haven't come across a piece of hate for me that isn't fuel It took a lot of pain and grit and teeth to get this wisdom pulled Don't expect no nickels under pillows, niggas don't be fooled This type of intellect you couldn't get if niggas sit in school Born with it, after most you rappers born with it Once I'm five, fast, y'all come and go, I would be snoring with it My pen just the coldest rhymes like it's snowing in it your rhymes hit my air and be annoying when it's going in it Hold a minute, I be spitting coca like it's cola in it Plus I get it popping with these glasses like I'm Noah Bennett Boy, it's going in, I better slow before I blow a tendon Niggas got a fetish for defeat, the plan 
is so intended. Man, y'all better put respect on my name. I've been grinding in the sand till I'm speckled in grain. Check out the lane, I changed like never before. Karma's a bitch, I guess you never met her before, nigga. But there's more, nigga. And I ain't about to keep it up Moving on to some thoughts that I've been chewing on Icy rhymes to make the winter fresher than the chewing gum Please excuse the pun, but if it's meant for me, it too will come And I believe you get back what you put out, that's the rule of thumb So when it comes to cars, the life dealt me rebellion Reinvented the game like Maximilian Pegasus oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! in my spirit when playing against the stacked eyes Super nerd now, but eventually I'll be rap god The word legend, just think of me when you hear that word Was the word to my lyricists of the year, black It's my year, should be a fear Took over the game and did it all with nerve rap. I predict that he will go in eight to prove that I am great. Well, uh, you're right. I'm not even worried about this big bum. Just like this fucker here. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! I didn't think so. Bro, so first of all, first of all, reinvent the game like Maximilian Pegasus. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Fucking stop. Alright? Fucking stop. Second of all, I love the mixtape with the Kill Bill shit throughout the mixtape. That shit, right? I was like, when I turned this shit on, I was like, is that Kill Bill? And I love how, like, each track on the mixtape incorporates part of that movie on point, too. On point. Like, the production on that shit was God level. And I know, uh, I know you guys, like, grinded that out. I know. I know you and the engineer spent hours in that studio. Like, all right, we need this segment, not crop this, put this here. Like, you know. Yeah, my, my, my creation process when it comes to, like, the editing floor and shit like that, like, I'm hands-on with that. Like, right. Um, I'm right next to my engineer, who's also my best friend of, of the past five years. Um, he records me, produces me, uh, engineers everything. Um, we're, like... A, a, a tandem team shout out to shout out to Tino Black um, who also produced Ultra Instinct um, like we really wanted the mixtape for you to feel like you was in the studio with us the whole time yeah and it's so simultaneously yeah so simultaneously giving you this uh, this movie feel we also wanted you to feel like you was there um, and on top of that the Kill Bill I went with the Kill Bill thing because this was my first release um, my first CD release, independent of the label. Right. That's it. That I'd never be nothing without it. So our tagline was the greatest revenge story ever told. And what's the greatest revenge story ever told? Success. Besides Kill Bill. Success. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we just, we took it and flipped it. And it was just, I don't know, like everything kind of just fell into place, especially with, like I said, the, the shot at my at my ex manager only happened um, because I was I was actually I came home from being on tour I came home from being on tour uh, for the Ohio Hip Hop Awards 
um, because I won Best Live Performer the year before, it allowed me to headline the tour for the performers the, the following year. Mm-hmm. So um, I come back home from tour. I know we got to finish this mixtape. Um, we got a couple more songs to place and shit like that. And um, I get a screenshot from uh, from somebody on Facebook. Um, they threw up some footage of me on tour, and I was performing a song that I had performed, like, you know what I'm saying, years ago. And my ma- my ex-manager hops on the post, like, he's still performing that? Oh, shit. He ain't got this, this. Like, she got on there talking real rah-rah or whatever. And the crazier part about it was, while I was on tour and while I was in studio, I was just saying how... I'd love to talk to her to thank her for what she taught me in in the performance realm because it allowed me like what I learned allowed me to now be headlining tours and shit. Right. So I was about to just like pay homage and respect and you know what I'm saying, dead dead the past and just say thank you. And in the midst of me getting ready to say thank you, you spit in my face. And why would you do that when I'm right in front of a microphone? Right. So <laughs> as we put shit together. Um, I was in front of the mic and I'm, let me start this round with my middle finger up for my ex-manager. If anybody bring up, like, that's like how I felt at the time. Um, and that's how that, yeah, that's really how that, that shit happened. Um, and then just like the bar, the next bar stage, moving on to some thoughts that I've been showing on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit. I've been thinking about other shit. I ain't even been thinking about you, but since you want to be so, Whatever, whatever. I'm about to. All right, I'll address it real quick, and then I'm about to keep it pushing. So, so that's why it happened like that. So when it comes to all the the reference, the pop culture references you have, right? You said well, you weren't rapping like this before, right? This was just once you nah. put that once you put over nine thousand out. That's yeah. when you started transitioning. So like you said, this is how you always wanted to rap. So does this like? Is this your style now? Is this like solidify? Like, does this solidify you as an yeah, artist? Yeah, this is this is this is like my signature. Um, the way that I'm, the way that I do shit, even with the the clips and shit that you hear behind bars or whatever. Right. I did that for I did that as a handicap for my listeners because I can throw like so many bars and mean so many different things. If you catch a clip that's specifically designated to a certain bar, then it should you should be able to be like, oh, shit, okay. Like, you would get it because I gave you an example of what I was talking about at the same time. Right. So I wanted to, um, you know, so I wanted to be that creative to the point where my music is more interactive than it is just a listening experience. And, you know, I love that, too, because, you know, in nerd culture... You know what I'm saying? We we, we have a lot of... We have a lot of... Uh, we have a lot of that. We have a lot of... Um, like, it's just the way things sound and the way things feel, like, we're all about that. It's about that art, that creativity, you know? Like, when it comes to, yeah. like, you know, like, <laughs> we all know the sound of a Super Saiyan powering up. You know what I'm saying? We all know the sound of, like, anime themes and, you know, like, the way everything right. makes us feel. And, you know, I love that you actually take that theatrical aspect, and especially from pop and nerd culture, and put it in because it makes your music relatable, even if somebody doesn't listen to you. They hear right. your shit and they're like, but I know that sound like like when it's <laughs> like um um Zeno go ooh like it's right. like oh I know that. it was like the Kill Bill shit like it like even if they don't listen to it they know it because it's a part of their culture they know like damn that's right. you know what I'm saying and it and it keeps them engaged the whole time you know like when I was doing records I would do shit like that too you know what we're gonna trade music I was doing shit like that too where like I would uh. 
shit don't sound nowhere. My shit don't sound nowhere near as amazing as uh, <laughs> Tino Black. Like your boy is killing it. Like I, I stopped doing music uh, four years ago. I got okay. into it. I got into it real, 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 real heavy, yeah. and then I just dropped it. But, okay. um, but yeah, that's another story for another time. But yeah, like I, so I feel those <laughs> theatrical elements. Like that shit, that shit speaks to me in a lot of different ways. Because a lot of niggas don't drop songs, and the songs are fire. But like you know, you feel the song. But a lot right. of uh, you know, but you wish there was more elements to it to really like drive the point home and draw you in and keep you right. wanting more. And you definitely, definitely hammer that in, man. I love that shit, man. I, I love that it, shit. Man. Definitely appreciate it. Nah, like I like and I, I I hope that like we like I said, we're gonna rotate your shit. And I really feel like, you know, a lot of nerds, even if they don't listen to rap, even if they don't like rap, they can still relate to what's going on in the background and be like, oh, I could fuck with this because I've heard that and that. I know where that's from. You know what I mean? Like right. that's fire. Like and so like going so going forward, like when going forward, are you going to um like, have you performed? You performed Ultra Instinct live, right? I think you was telling me that you... Yeah, I've, I've, I've performed it live a few times. And how does that go? Like, how does that rock with the crowd when they hear all the Dragon Ball Z copyright shit? <laughs> so the crazy thing the crazy thing about it is, like, being in the, the current market that I'm in, I stand out because of the skill, but not because of the subject matter. Hmm. So niggas... Niggas don't pay attention to what's actually going on in the bars. They just like how the bars sound to them when they hear it. Right. And I've been, I've been coasting off that for the last year or so, um, only because I've been trying to aim my music toward where it's supposed to go and the people that would re- like really respect and appreciate what I got going on. So it's like I do, sh- I do certain shows now as like live rehearsals. Right. That's how I treat them. Because I'm preparing for this bigger audience that I know is just waiting to hear my shit, um, and like I said, like I've I got plaques for performances and shit, so I know how to perform. I know how like my performances are theatrical. They're um, they're heartfelt. They're um, they're intense at sometimes. They're high energy at sometimes. Sometimes they can, even at my low points is gripping because I'm telling you a story and you believe it um, because I know how to convey my words and my messages. Um, I've always been a big fan of just theatrical anything or whatever, like, you know, Michael Jackson, James Brown being two of my biggest um, influences when it came to performances. I remember um, rehearsing sets back in the day after watching Michael Jackson take off the stage in a fucking jetpack. And like flies out into the crowd and then flies back into center stage and shit and then takes off in a fucking rocket. Like, Michael Jackson was like the most magical man in entertainment. Like, you know what I'm saying? In movies, he turned into a fucking spaceship and took off. He morphed into a panther. <laughs> he did like a lot of shit. But it was stuff you'll never forget because I know I've never forgotten. Right. So I based everything like when you guys see what I have in store for you guys and live performances going forward within the next five years, it's next level. Right. It's, it's things that I guarantee you have not seen a hip-hop artist do ever. And the fact that I'm a blur is going to make that shit even more fantastic because I know what we like to see. I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I perform from y'all perspective. Definitely. Even though I write my music from mine, I perform for y'all because y'all are watching. So I know 
what I need to do to keep your attention while I'm on stage. And that's how I build my, you know what I'm saying? Actually, nine times out of ten now, when I write music, I write music with the uh, with the performance in mind or with the video visual in mind. Um, so it's all about the visual. So when you hear a song, I need you to be able to close your eyes and still be able to hear or see everything that I'm saying. Right. Regardless if, you know what I'm saying, you're watching the video or not, I need you to just feel it visually. And that's, um, that's where we're going to drive that shit home at. So, last song, we're going to do Random or MKXL? I would have did Mortal Kombat because, you know, MK11 is out in stores right now. That is fact. But at the same time, Random is probably the most lyrical song on the mixtape. Then we're going to queue up Random. We're going to queue up Random. In my opinion. Right, yeah. In my opinion, Random is is the most lyrical song on the tape. We're going to queue up Random right now. All right. So, man, this crazy, man, bro, the crazy 88 freestyles. Bro, that mixtape is banging, bro. That mixtape is banging. After we cut and to that's this. Just, that's just volume one. I know. And after we cut, after we cut, after we cut random, we're going to, uh, we'll, we'll spit out the info where people can find this shit. Because I refuse to believe people ain't vibing with this, man. But here's random. Everything's random. Let me be random. Really fucking random. Let me be random. <laughs> People always hit me like, damn, ain't you laugh a lot? Cause I ain't made a problem that my humor couldn't cancel out. I'm the dark knight, Bruce Wayne mixed with Lancelot. Riding through the city lights with Kit and David Hasselhoff. Maybe you could pass it off as NASA with a massive launch of astronauts squashed inside a rocket, rocking acid watch, matching socks, an eight megapixel pick of applesauce. Streaming from an Apple Watch, but please don't eat your Macintosh. Acting soft, that's a simple luxury you can't afford. You can't fit these bars inside a Honda, but you can't afford I done been through shit and lived through shit to which you can't accord So you can count on me to be the plug like you can't accord That's shocking, like a hammer in the hand of Thor Lightning striking low-key, being low-key with a band of oars A line called the lemon, a traitor because his pants was orange And that just has way more appeal than banana porn Merc with a mouth flows floating in my head Cool, these words waiting in the water, swimming in a dead pool I just like to marvel when I hit y'all with the best quotes Fuck the girl from D.C., I hit her with that death stroke Play with the A to Slade and Wade Wilson These words get cast away, it ain't Wilson Came with a pen in my fist, I played Wilson So build a fence to hide your face today, Wilson Cause I ain't playing games with these whack niggas Turned into a pushpin, bout to go attack niggas Tactical and a galactical pistol blast Missile dash it, you fill it with gas Bet you need some ass tissue, that's what you call wordplay, bitch Dungeon Dragons ain't the only thing a nurse slay, bitch I'm from the old, to be clear, it's OH, bitch I'm getting carried away Cause you know I don't say bitch I'ma just call your unstable creatures Captain Sable Flow here to come save your features Fans do the wave, surf the tide from the bleachers You feel my spirit pressure like I'm Ichigo from Bleach uh, What the fuck was I about to say again? Something, some basketball, something, some laid in Something, some death threat, something, some say it then I didn't mean to screw it up like Tommy out his playpen <laughs> But you probably didn't catch that And I think MTV should bring back Celebrity Deathmatch What? I miss classic TV Like when you had to use red and blue to see in 3D <sighs> But with all of the technical advances And dances and dudes wearing tight little pants Watching YouTube and hallucinogenic trances Made it easy for priests to make sexual advances And that's what happened Everything's random <laughs> Let me be random <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with me, Tino? 
I'm, you are sick fuck. I just don't know. <laughs> I told y'all motherfuckers I was crazy, man. I fucking fucking told y'all I was crazy. <laughs> but maybe um I don't fucking know, man. It's just like shit that I say on my brain. But hey, yo, I appreciate y'all for listening. <laughs> Hey, bro, let me get a tequila on the rocks with no ice. Dark Knight like Bruce Wayne and Lancelot. On God, I don't think any <laughs> nigga would be able to understand that. Not only, let, let me explain something to you. Not only, you hit four different references in that one bar. Okay, yes, Dark Knight, Batman, Dark Knight, the movie, Lancelot, the, um, the Knights of the Round Table, but there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card card uh called uh sir lancelon where he's actually a dark warrior type monster because he goes Facts. bad in the story and so it's like Facts. this man oh, hit- and, and hold up don't don't forget I, I i put in um knight rider in there too you did you did yeah you did hush <laughs> your mouth hush your mouth that shit's heavily <laughs> that shit's heavily layered bro bro like bro like I can't even. I, I really couldn't even tell you like what I was drinking that day that I, I fucking put that up. DC chick <laughs> hit her with that death stroke. Done, bro. <laughs> yeah, because on there too, like, because a lot of people don't know that like Deadpool is a parody of, of death stroke, right? And that's the reason why their names is the same: Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson. Wilson. So play with the A to Slade and Wade Wilson. And then I got the whole Wilson scheme. These these words get cast away. It ain't Wilson. King with a pen in my fist got played Wilson. Wilson fist, kingpin. Right. So build a fist to hide your face today, Wilson. Home improvement. His neighbor's name was, <laughs> was Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> like they just don't know, man. Like that's I, a that was a freestyle. You 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 ain't write that. You ain't that. It's it's half and half. All right, all right. Still, still. I, I can be honest. I can be honest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, majority of the mix, the mixtape is half and half. Right. Still, I don't give a fuck. It's still fire. Like, the fact that you was able to come up with that kind of, that level of wordplay. And the entire song is nerd reference. The entire song is nerd. Like, that's fucking (laughs) play. Like, I don't like, all the rappers out right now, right? Most of them, except for a handful, a handful of few, rap about the same exact shit over and over again. But the fact that you're able to wordplay bars with nerd culture fucking bro that shit is fucking fire bro fucking thank fire you. that's like that's probably my favorite song on the mixtape because i pretty much showcase everything you can do with words in that song Fact. like there's the syllable the, the syllable schemes the rhyming um the the the, the entendres the the straight out punches the uh the referencing the clips Everything that you can do with hip hop, I probably did that shit in, in, in less than two minutes. Bro, that shit is fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, I'm, bro, I need another mixtape, and I need you in detail to do something. Like, I oh, need it's, it's, it's in the work. You no, know, we've been we've been trying to coordinate for the longest. Um, but his schedule, my schedule, has always been kind of weird. Um, he's definitely sent me tracks that I've definitely slacked on because I had so much going on. Um, it was a couple 
that like shit like three or four that like we should have been had out together but we definitely doing that man shout out to D-Town um it's so yeah and then like alright so the Crazy 88 Freestyle Series is me actually putting out a series that will equal up to 88 freestyles after a while mm-hmm. so over so anytime I'm in between major releases and, and fans for like oh well that was that was yeah that was album album shit or whatever where the, where the bar is at all right, here go another volume for you, for the fans. You know what I'm saying? It's something right. that I've I've already seen the vision for. It's gonna be like by the time we get to like fucking volume eight, motherfuckers gonna be like, oh, he dropped another one. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be crazy. It's something that I want fans to look forward to in between things. Um, I always want to have something for the people that really give a fuck about what I do. I really, I feel like that's their reward because I'll put the most of my brain power into the freestyle series because that's what brought them here. Right. Yeah. So what, so is this the only, like, is this an ultra instinct? Are these the only bodies of work you got? Like, where's, where's everything else at, bro? Where's everything else at? Where the vault at? Where's stash at? (laughs) Um, actually I, I'm one of the lucky few people that actually just have their stash on them at all times. <laughs> like shit don't get leaked unless I leak it. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, you can find the the, the volume one of the mixtape is on Dad Piff and it's on Audio Mac. Um, so if anybody wants to go find that, search Crazy at the Great and my mixtapes will pop up. Um, I had the last release that I did while I was on the label was a uh, was a mixtape called The Road to the Rising, um, which The Rising is like uh, my entertainment company or whatever. And it's kind of the album slash mixtape about all the shit that I went through during that whole label process. Right. That's also on that piss. Um, And right now, those are the only two complete bodies of work that you can get a hold of right now outside of the freestyles that I drop out um, or the, the couple of songs or tracks that I release on um, on SoundCloud. Because um, I did the I did the theme music for Cosplay Court, which is a really huge um, cosplay company um, in the Dragon Ball community. That's right, you did. Um, you did. I remember listening. Yeah, so I, I did. Yeah, so I did his theme music. Shout out to Bubba Joe, man. Um, he made me a custom Saiyan armor. Um, I would be wearing it right now, but he's repairing it. Some stuff happened while in, in travel that I had to get it fixed. Um, but uh, shout out to him and the whole staff of Kamehacon and stuff like that or whatever. Like that that whole experience was crazy. But those songs on there, I got uh, did a remix to J. Cole's Middle Child. It's called Mikey in the Middle. Um, it's dedicated to my brothers because I am the middle child. Um and it's a lot of you know a lot of other stuff on there. Some older works. It's over nine thousand. It's actually on my SoundCloud. You can check it out on my SoundCloud. Um, it was actually my first song to reach over five thousand plays on my SoundCloud ever. Hmm. Um, and then we finally got it over nine thousand plays, which was the whole goal when we dropped it. <laughs> it was to see if you come over nine thousand and be a big thing or whatever. So that finally happened. Um, but actually, Ultra Instinct made that happen. Like plays and shit stopped. Uh, kind of stopped doing it for a minute. And then when Ultra Instinct came out, people was like, oh, shit, you got more? And then, boom, we was over 9,000 without even having to say nothing. Right. Um, it was super dope. Um, yeah, man, we... It's so much stuff happening, too. Like, I'm, I'm working on my first EP slash album as as we speak. Um, it's called The Animated EP. I can release that information. <laughs> um, 
It's called the animated EP. It's completely anime inspired, but with my twist. Right. So you might hear songs from your favorite anime on there. We man, we went back to Cowboy Bebop. We went, we went to, you know, what I'm saying we took, we 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 wanted to look for the best sounds in anime and make an album out of it. How's that copyright wise? Like, um, I'm really I'm really jumping out the window with this one, um, because. I want to I want to do certain things with it, but because of copyrights and stuff like that, um, we might have to you know release it a certain type of way to where we were kind of uh, dodging the long arm of the of the lawyer system. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> so um, you know, like, but it, it will be coming out. Um, I'm actually working toward talking to the people at Funimation and and toy and shit like that to where I got complete ownership over Ultra Instinct without having to really do anything. Um, so that's, that's super dope that they even, I'm even on their radar for a show that I used to watch when I was eight years old. Like I'm actually talking to the people that make it like that. That's, 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 that's dope. Incredible. That's dope. That's incredible, man. So, um, yeah, man, that, you know, that's, that's what, that's what eight has going on right now. Um, I'm trying to work the com- uh, the Comic Con circuit now. So pretty much, um, I got my eyes set on Blur Con. Um, I wanna ha- got my eyes set on um, Dream Con next year. Uh, hopefully, I'll be performing Ultra Instinct at Comic Con next year. I'm gonna speak that into existence. That's gonna be a really huge uh, opportunity for me. Um, and I actually, should I got my own TV show in the works? Big thing. Um, yeah, it's called uh, it's called Crazy A's Great Comic Con Adventure. Where basically, I go to different comic conventions, nerd and geek the fuck out, interview people, do certain shit like that or whatever. Um, we actually have one episode shot already, and we're trying to do trying to get the rest of the episodes going. And eventually, you know, I'm gonna pitch the pilot to a couple of places and see if they want to jump on it. But I need the fans to get the music more popping, so I got a bargaining chip when I go to these companies. So right. please help. Help your fellow blurred out, man. <laughs> Definitely, of course. I need your help. Bro, we're going to rotate you, bro. Don't even worry about it. We're going to rotate you. Nah, man, like, that's dope. Like, I went to KatsuCon, and they had some band playing, and I was like, man, where the hip-hop at? You know what I'm saying? So, like, we need we need more right. we need more blurred hip-hop artists, more nerd hip-hop artists to be performing at these cons, man. Because, like, right. listening to, like, death metal and shit for, like, three hours straight is whack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> watching, 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 watching kids... That don't look like me dance off beat for three hours straight is not right. is not the move, you know. <laughs> so it's like, you know. So, but nah, man, yo, it's been a pleasure. We gonna wrap this man. up. Oh, yeah. I love this, bro. I loved it, bro. Fire fucking interview bars, <laughs> bro. God level music. Like you guys heard it here on the blurred view. Like my right. boy, crazy eight the great. Killing shit. The Son Goku of the rap game. Hey, Never limited. Always. Gotta represent Turtle House, man. You see that? Bro, bro I see that. <laughs> so it's your boy, Jonathan <laughs> D'Angelo, a.k.a. Johnny D. Crazy 8 the Great. You guys have tuned into another Blur View session. Go cop his shit today. Yeah. And we are out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace. Peace.